program created by the Rio Grande Oil Company. That's been the police calling all cars, attention all cars, broadcast 104. Go to Columbia and Orange Grove Avenue at once. Be on the lookout for a car with two men, police two bandits who just robbed the Park International Bank. These men are armed and desperate. That's all. Grande Junior Police Department. They are equipped with Junior Police badges, stand down belts, police pistols, firing whistles, handcuffs. Thousands of girls are wearing the sergeant's ring and the identification papers. All these and many other articles comprising the junior detective outfit are furnished absolutely free of charge by the Rio Grande Oil Company. We invite every boy and girl to join the junior police and to enjoy the many free gifts. Just go to any independent dealer selling Rio Grande Tracks Japanese, and we'll give you a free copy of the latest issue of the Calling All Cars News, which tells you how to get the complete junior detective outfit absolutely free. And now, a word of warning to the paranoid boys and girls. You are using Rio Grande Tracks Japanese in your car because you believe that the Japanese news, because you believe that the Japanese news, because you believe that the Japanese news by more police cars, fire engines, Police motorcycles, ambulances, and emergency equipment, and any other brand, must be the fastest gasoline you can buy. That's true. But frankly, the lively power of Rio Grande Crack gasoline is a constant temptation to drive faster than you could. We warn you against yielding to that temptation. Police have declared a war on speeders as relentless as their war on crime. Save that extra speed for emergency. When you've got to get out of the way quickly to avoid collision. Police cars. 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 Police cars, 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 use real gun to catch Japanese because it has proved by test in a poor city that during the long hours of slow cruising over city streets, 24 hours a day, Rio Grande Crack is the most economical gasoline they can buy. But then the emergency comes. When the police car must reach the top speed instantly, then you see why police specify Rio Grande Crack. It has the most tremendous reserve power of any gasoline. An extra refining process gives crack gasoline that extra speed to meet emergency. And yet these extra advantages cost you no more. You can get Rio Grande Crack the same price you pay for ordinary gasoline and enjoy police car performance at no extra cost. 
is our pleasure now to present Chief James E. Davis of the Los Angeles Police Department. Good evening, friends. I have often emphasized on these programs the necessity for close cooperation between various law enforcement bodies. Tonight, we have asked a man whose cooperation I value highly to be our guest. It is from the files of his police department that the case you are about to hear was dramatized. Friends, it is my great pleasure to present Chief of Detectives Stanley Becker of the Pasadena Police Department. Thank you, Chief Davis. I feel indeed honored to be a guest on calling all cars and to have the opportunity to bring to the radio audience of the West a story from our files. The case that you will hear shortly is a vivid proof of the willingness which puts your police officer to risk his very life that your property may be preserved and the peace of your community be maintained. When you consider the harmonic income for which your policeman works, and you consider how little of golden opportunity his occupation holds for him, you may well be amazed at the dangers he is willing and eager to meet on your behalf. If you will pardon my understandable enthusiasm, your policeman is a great fellow, deserving of your highest respect, admiration, and support. March 20th, 1924. Into the Ford Agency and the quiet little town of Alhambra walks a young man, looks at several cars, beckons to the salesman on duty. Is there anything in the way of transportation? Yeah, but maybe you might have a good news job there that wasn't twice too high. I've been gone for a couple of months, and I don't want to spend a lot of dough on a car. Just want something to get around in. And you got something pretty reasonable? Mmm, let see now. I'll tell you what. I think I've got just a car for you. The 23 Ford. In the very best of conditions. New rubber, a fine, clean job. Runs like a million dollars. How much? I'll tell you what I'll do for you. I'll make it $250, and that's a buy. Yeah, probably is, but not for me. I don't want to spend over $100. And you got a car that'll get me around for that price? $100? Of course, that's not very much money, but... Well, perhaps I can find something. How about that old coupe over there? This is where it ought to be around 100 bucks. That automobile for $100? Why, that's a good car. You just spend a lot of money fixing it up. I could let you have it for $175, maybe. No, $100 flat and that's my price. But anything to fit my purse, I guess I'll have to look around somewhere else. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Tell you know what I'll do. I'll fix the boss and see what he says. Maybe I can get you a better price on it. I'm going to too much trouble. Oh, not at all, no trouble. If you'd like to look the car over, I'll be back in a minute. Okay. I'll take a look at the bus. Maybe I won't want it after I look it over. Well, you'd be making a mistake. It's a mighty clean car. I wish I could uh, start to walk out and touch the tree to take the car away. The door works anyway. Number one. Oh, it's started. At least you won't have to crank it. It runs. Not good, but good enough to get as far as I'm going. Well, I've got good news for you. The boss says it's okay at $100, and I say that's a real buy. You would. Well, I guess it'll get me around all right. Oh. You'll uh, step over to the office here. We can make out the papers. Okay. Right in here. Thanks. You uh, want to pay cash? Yeah, I'll give you a check for it. A check? 
You haven't got the cash, have you? Of course not. You don't think I'm walking around with a hundred dollars in my pocket, do you? As a matter of fact, I haven't got in town a little while ago. I haven't even established credit yet. You uh, got a check on the local bank? Got a map. Got a cashier's check on the mutual bank in Chicago. It certainly ought to be good enough. Would you mind letting the piece? Just a formality, of course. The boss is kind of particular about our taking place. There it is. Good as gold. That's the biggest bank in Chicago's failed since I left there five days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, made out for hundred and fifty dollars. Sure, I don't have it ahead of them a hundred even. And I figured I could get fifty in cash. Isn't that all right? Well, yeah, I guess so. Check seems to be all okay. I was just trying this procedure. I'll endorse the pink slip over in the old text. Fine. On this line? Okay. There you are. John Henry complete. Edward Fells, Chicago, Illinois. And here's the pink slip on the board. Thanks a lot, Mr. Fells. I'm sure you'll get a lot of satisfaction out of the car. I hope so. Thanks for getting me such a good price. I check for $150 on the mutual bank of Chicago. That's right, Sergeant. Good morning, come back, Mark. Now, these are the same. Well, I doubt if you have much of it left. We'll try to pick him up for you. Now, if you'll give me the script of the car, I'll start the boys looking for it. It's a 192142. What color? Black. The license number is 133745. <laughs> He says, tell them quick and tell them often. And he says, plenty of gum. Well, there's a lot of difference between uh, something you chew and a kind of paint. No, sir, it ain't advertising I need. It's the customer. Well, ain't much use in talking about it. That won't sell no paint. How about a little game of runner? Your on. That is, if I can remember where I put the card last time we played, I couldn't come around this Sunday. Uh, uh, I tell you, George, you're getting absent-minded like. I was reading just the other... I was reading just the other day about a scientist fellow who says that the American people are losing their natural concentration. Or something like that. He says we all ought to read more. Stimulate the mind. Uh, Set up stable, Adam, while I get stairs. Well, give me the one you did last time. Don't think like you're falling apart with me or sitting in it. Look, George, you got a customer, maybe. Yeah. Uh, enough to do, sir. Uh, do you want me some things? Yeah, quite a lot of things. I got a couple of barns together. Uh, what do you have in mind? Outside things? Yeah, a couple of gallons of that and some good inside enamel, too. And a lot of brick work to do. Well, I've got some mighty fine house thing here that ought to do the trick. Uh, what color do you think you'd be wanting? Oh, white, I guess. Yeah, plain white would be fine. Well, here's the best paint I've ever seen for rough work. How much is it? Uh, I'll see a mark here on the bottom of the can. Uh, Adam, you remember the price on this stuff? Well, don't you look on that there list you made out. It's hanging right there in front of your nose. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's see. White, rough finish, cold water drinking. Three dollars a gallon. Three bucks a gallon, huh? 
Well, I'll need about three gallons of that and a couple of quarts of white enamel. Yes, sir. This here enamel is about the best for the money. Six cents quarts. Okay. I guess that's about all. You got a pen? Pen? Yeah, you know, something you write an ink with. Well, now, I don't know exactly whether I have one around here. Now, that Adam, you got that fountain pen of yours with you? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, here you are, Mr. Good. Yeah. You got a cashier's check here for $50. I'll be all right, won't it? $50? Ooh. What's the money? Have you got that much money? Uh, well, I got it right here on hand, but I guess I can get it next door. Well, I hope so. You got any cash on there? Now, you got to get this paint now so I can get started on those bonds right away. So if you haven't got it, I can go to another paint store. Oh, no, no, no. I, I'll get it all right, I, I think. Uh, George, can you see your money? Eh? Oh, sure. Pardon me a minute, Mr. Yeah, go right ahead. Sure, yes. Yeah. I've got nothing in my wallet. The cash that quick, if you want. You got... Where'd you get all that money? It's through the payment on the house. It ain't due till tomorrow. You can get that check first the day before then. Here, here. You want it? I'll say I do. This is the first $10 sale I've made so long that I just can't afford to lose it. All right, here. Take it. Yeah, thanks a lot, Adam. I, I appreciate that. Uh, there you are, mister. $40 even. The same come to just ten. Okay, here's a check. Well, good afternoon, Governor. Oh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, George, if someone once said, he said the And the money was for the monthly payment on the house of my friend here, so you see, cousin, you get back to the something about. Well, if you'll just take it easy now, maybe I can get some, uh, some sense out of this thing. Are you say the fellow gave you this check for $10 for the paint, eh? That's right, that's right. I didn't ain't any good. It's the only money I got, and if I don't make that payment, the old lady will kill me. All right, all right. Just try to keep yourselves under control and stick to the facts. Now, can you give me the description of it? Well, as I remember, he was about my height, maybe 10 or 15 pounds. No, George, you're wrong. He was at least an inch taller than you. I say he was about my height, Adam. Wasn't I standing right there in front of him? Wasn't yes, I? Yes, and you were on them floorboards behind the counter. And they're all of an inch thick, so that proves my point. All right, boys, all right. Suppose you wait till you get home with the rest of the argument. It is a height approximately 5 feet 7 inches. Uh, can you tell me anything more about him? Color of his hair, clothes he wore? Well, or... I'd say his hair was so dark, almost mm-hmm. black, and he had a regular... No, that's wrong. His hair was black. Now, that's wrong. Look at that.
If you don't have a seat, Mr. Bell, I'll have the money over for you in a minute. We've been keeping very little cash on hand here for the last few weeks. There's been a couple of robberies in this district. I'll just phone and the manager will be right over with the money. I'm going to plan. I wouldn't take him too long to get here. Well, I'm sure Well, he said it was going to be a matter of a couple of minutes. Uh, could I show you something in shirts or socks while we're waiting? We have some of the very latest patterns in shirts. Now, here's one with the print. Uh, it's becoming very fashionable this evening. I don't want any shirts. Um, I would just perhaps. I have a wonderful buy in linen handkerchiefs with my dentist's work. Uh, it will steal the quality of this linen. It's the very best Irish linen to be found anywhere in this country. Mm. Nice, all right. I'm on Bob here this Sunday. How much on it? Uh, 75 cents. And that's the fairest price I've ever heard of for real Irish linen. Hey, this is the man, officer. Get your hands up over your head and don't be wasting any time about it. Hey, what's the idea? What's going on here? I think you know well enough. Get out your wrist. I stood my well enough. I haven't done anything. Well, maybe this will make you change your mind. Yeah, a little bit of your gypsy, an old Japanese friend of mine got me. Are you coming along too polite, young fella? Am I going to have to drag you? Oh, I you don't have to get him rough, I'll go. Yeah, that's a smart lad. That way, there's no chance of anybody getting bruised up a bit. Come on. Sorry to wait for the car. Thus, the first step of the bad check passer Edward Bell comes to a sudden close. Sentenced to one to five years in the county jail, he spends less than a month in custody. He's then released on probation. Three weeks later, he's arrested by the Los Angeles police on forgery charges. Spends two weeks in jail. He's dismissed because of lack of evidence. In December 1924, the name Edward Bell again appears on the police slaughter in Los Angeles on suspicion of robbery charges. But once again, the law finds itself unable to gather sufficient evidence for a conviction and further Roger Bell walks out of the city jail a free man. December 31st, 1925, Sergeant Coons of Central rushes a man into the office, marks Los Angeles property. Morning, Captain. I'm glad that that fellow we picked up last night on suspicion of robbery. Yes, uh, thank you, Sergeant. Oh, you again, eh, Sal? Yeah. You know, Sergeant, there's something mighty funny about this fellow. He's been in here three times now, and within a week or two, he's always been back on the outside. I proved every time I had nothing to do with the rap you're trying to hang on me. Yes, you proved it, Sal. But I know just as well as you do that you're as guilty as the devil. Why don't you tell your boys to lay off me, Kemp? It's a seven of that trying to get a decent job, and every time he walks into a joint, an armful of bulls muscle in through the door and drag him off. You know how it is. I know how it is, all right. Now you listen, Taylor. You're heading into a whole lot of trouble for yourself one of these days. I know we can't hold on this, Doug. Maybe you'll be in two or three more times and walk out again. But one of these days, you're going to find yourself right smack in the center of plenty of grease. Yeah, you think you both are pretty wise guys. You have an idea that someday you're going to frame me and make it stick. Well, isn't a cop on your force smart enough to get me for keeps? How about telling this yes man of yours to let me out of here? Okay, Phil. I'll remember that little speech of yours. Sergeant, show this gentleman. So, Edward Phil once again walked out of the shadow of jail, mingled with the crowd, puzzled inwardly with the stupidity of the law, and the law. One hundred and thirty-three things. That's right.
Oh, the one to rush, baby. I'll see you here at 1.30 tomorrow. And here's to us. Yeah. Here's to us. Decided as to go, Eddie. That's the way to talk. I knew you wouldn't. Now we've got to make a little change in our plans. Hmm? What's the matter? Something go wrong? Ah, no, don't look a worry. I got the thing last night about this cutting stuff. I figured maybe it'd be a better idea if we didn't try that angle. Oh, well, I thought you were all set on it. Sure, I was. The standard stuff that helped began to get a little inquisitive last night. Wanted to come over and help me with my car and all that. Put me in a spot so I think we just better skip him. Yeah, well, what do we do then? We'll stick up the bank. Set him that way anyway. Walk in early in the morning just as the bank opens and put the cash in a note. I don't like that idea so much. Listen, Ward, nothing can happen if we work fast. You can wait out in the car and I'll handle the whole stick up myself. All you have to do is do that with the car when I come out and then drive like the devil. Well, all right, I guess if you think it's okay, all right with me. I'll still go. Good. I'm going for a drink. Good. Hey, good. Make it two more and don't forget the scoop. Two more coming up. How about figuring out our move, huh? Sure. When we get away from the bank, we'll head out to the other orange grove. Morning of August 17th, three days later. Officer Ralph Elstad of the Pasadena Police Force, off duty, is just entering the Gardner Auto Works on the corner of Colorado and Vernon to pick up his car when. Well, what in the devil? Okay. What's all the noise about out there? Well, I don't know, Bill. Mind if I use your phone a minute? No, go right ahead. Any call the station? Yeah. Hopefully nothing important, but you know me, just a bundle of curiosity. I'm going to the police station. I was just bringing the car in for that tune-up you promised me, Bill. You got time, I... Oh, hello. Pasadena Police. Death charge is treated. Oh, hello, this is Sad. What's going on? Sorry, you got a car? Yeah, but what's the... A couple of guys just held up the National Bank on the Ropes and Vernon. Get out to Columbia and Orange Grove Avenue as fast as you can and watch for them. They're in a car, story, car, and at least one of them is gone. Okay, Sergeant. Well, what's the joke? I'm sorry, Bill. I can't stay to tell you now. I'm in a big hurry. Those boys are throwing something at me. 
the French in the track of their tires and see what they're doing. Yeah, that boy's got something in the ball riding up there right behind all that hot shit on the boat. Hey, look, you and Jim, you can't stay with us. You're going to stop? No, we're going to stay with us. Somebody will take care of you. Thank you. 